Today's show is brought to you by the government shutdown. For just over two days, the government has neglected to pay army while swamp rats squabble over immigration. So next time you think about inconvenience, think about a government shutdown. special Sunday edition. Yeah, it's been quite a debacle trying to... Yeah, quite a debacle. I restarted my computer, and it felt the need to push through a BIOS update, so we waited a while on that. Uh, and then Tyler's got to be out of here in about 35 minutes. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go look at some houses. Yeah, uh, we're all looking for houses. Isn't that what we all want in life? Yeah. A house All and you a want dog. is a house. And a dog. And a dog. And then you really made it in life. I feel like. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. You're welcome. Um, you know what? What? Sorry, I didn't have anything to say after that. <laughs> well, then, um, why would you say, do you know what? I was, I was really expecting a, oh, no, I'm sorry. a quality you know, fact or something from you. Um, you know, sometimes I wonder how... Uh, I can pay Purdue thousands and thousands of dollars and their <laughs> Wi-Fi doesn't work. Yeah, what is up with that? It didn't work for a solid three days. Yeah, three days. Uh, I heard from somebody that they were updating it and then when they turned it back on, it just didn't work. And it's been it's been hit or miss for a few days. Yeah, and they should probably get their stuff together considering the fact that, you know, there's like 8,000 more kids going to be here next in the fall. Right. Which just means, you know... This is the 21st century, dudes. Yeah, why can't Get we have it. Wi-Fi that works? I don't know. What, what, I, I feel like that's an easy 
thing to fix. You know, they call their Wi-Fi Pal, but it has never been my Pal. No, before. and it's the third iteration of Pal. Yeah. 3.0. 3.0. You know? EDU is better than Pal. Yeah, and I have no idea why they have two different ones. And AT&T, ATT Wi-Fi. Um, yeah, and Purdue Guest Network, which I've never tried before. Seems a little sketch to me. Yeah, maybe someone just named their router Purdue Guest Network. <laughs> There's a chance. Everyone in our whole kind of went on went on a little bit of a revolt this week after PAL because uh-huh. just, everyone's changed their um, their Wi-Fi router names and made them public to just PAL sucks and other vulgar related things. So uh, I had fun. to I had to do the same thing with mine. Oh, did you? I did. Uh, nobody knows it's me though because you're technically not supposed to have a router. No, uh, but so don't tell anyone, especially my my RA. Hey, at least you have an RA. <laughs> wait do you not have one no wait did, yeah ra got kicked out you yeah know, at the, at, and then did the other one and so another one technically moved in uh-huh but let me tell you what i saw him move in and i haven't seen him since interesting i'm pretty sure he just took the ra position okay and and the room and, in the room yeah. it just doesn't ever live there oh okay because <laughs> i literally do i never see him and he's not hard to miss. He's a short Asian guy. It's not like, you know, he just fits in with the crowd or something. Are you sure that he doesn't just fit in with the crowd? I'm pretty sure. There's not that many short Asian kids here at Purdue. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure, you know, he's moved in with his girlfriend. This is living with his girlfriend and getting a bunch of free money. From yeah. Yeah. That that would be nice. Which seems like the life. Honestly. Yeah. So. Um, I would probably. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's just it's just an interesting situation, to say the least. That's what, it, what would you say to say the most? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I have no idea. Okay. Um, it's, uh, it's very foggy outside today. It is. It's I thought like, it was supposed to rain all day today, but I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised when I walked over here and um, <laughs> it wasn't raining. Um, it's, it's, like, it's like that awkward stage where it's like you're walking but like it feels like you're just walking through water as um, if it's hanging in the air. Yeah, because that's yeah. what fog is. Yeah, that is what fog <laughs> is. Um, yeah, so that's good. And also, I would like to submit for the record that yesterday, which was a Saturday. Correct. Um, I worked um, for 15 hours uh, on school. Wow. It was my condolences. It was a long time, and I felt like a loser. I'm sorry. Uh, so thank you for your sorrows. Mm-hmm. And let's move on. Okay. I found out in one of my psychology classes that uh, I did participate in 15 hours worth of psychological studies. I did hear that, which I was. Um, I'm not looking forward to. I oh. forget who I heard it from, but like, what does that entail? I don't know. I apparently, because you're in Psych 120, you know, and there's like PhD psych students who need to get their research done. Right. You got to go participate in their research. So right. It's it's all it's stuff across the board. I saw stuff that was like um, testing, like memorization, and like I don't know, this various attention span and mm-hmm. other other various things. It's, I don't know. It's just I'm not looking forward to spending another 15 hours in studies do they test like your skin density at all i don't think so i think it mostly or, most mostly psychology deals with the brain jake or like fingernail <laughs> intenseness 
What? Where was it? Oh, we were talking about fingernails in insect class. That's right. Really? Yeah. Because like um, chitlin, I think it's called. Yeah, the exoskeleton. Yeah. It's the same thing that's a part of your fingernails. Right? Yeah. I know. So I just learned that in my insect class. How's your insect class going? It is a blast. Let me, let me, let me be honest with you. Okay. Uh, we, so on Tuesday, our professor brought in some, some crayfish. Uh-huh. And some beetles, um, and some worms, uh-huh. and basically, for an hour and thirty minutes, we just played with them. Okay, were they alive? They were. Uh, the beetle was not. Sorry, how the do you? Said, but how do you play with alive animals, or not animals, but like insects? Um, I mean, we kind of just like took them out of their containers and let them roam free on the table, <laughs> and just looked at them. Yeah, for like an hour and thirty minutes. Interesting. And uh, on Thursday, he brought in some cicadas. Okay. I and some cicada cicadas shells. So and so we talked about cicadas and cicada shells. Uh-huh. And, and what are you graded on exactly? Um, I don't have, we have assignments and quizzes um, every week, but we have multiple attempts on both of those things. Right. So you really can just keep trying until you get 100%. Okay. So like nothing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I heard from Josh that he does not like that class, but apparently you love it. Yeah. I don't know why he doesn't like it. I, I think that was before we started playing with animals though. Like, okay. Um, Cause the first two classes were a little bit rough. Our professor is very odd. Okay. Uh, he is exactly what you would think an insect professor would be. Okay. Yeah. I can imagine that. Um, and he like, ta- he's like one of those close talkers too. Okay. Um, he'll just like stand right by like, within inches of your face and talk to you and you're like can you just back up for, like during the lecture no if you have like a question or something oh okay interesting yeah so it's i think that the, the workload for that class is about to pick up because we have to write a our group has to write a paper on beeswax oh that sounds fun and how beeswax is like produced and what it can be used for what can you use beeswax for um, I don't know. That's why that's why I read the paper. We're trying to figure it out. Pretty sure I use it in my chapstick. That's right. And also in my body butter. Yeah, it's a moisturizer. I think maybe I don't know. <laughs> Making stuff up at this point, but I'm pretty sure it is. Hey, so have you heard about this moose? <laughs> what moose? Um, the loose moose that ran through the neighborhood. Man, I'm really glad they got in that rhyme Let's in, the, in the article. <laughs> talking about that's true. You know. I saw that story on your screen like uh-huh. 10 minutes ago. Right. And I don't know why, but I really thought it said loose rat runs um, through the neighborhood. Okay. And I was really confused. Like, that's, why would that even be that's a That's fine. Story? Let's watch this video and see if it was indeed a rat. Uh, I'm... Let's, I don't know. Oh, it's a video of the moose running through the neighborhood. So he's on the side of the road just running through the neighborhood, and the car is following it. And well, okay. It's now- in the snow. This begs a question. I mean, no, this it, this wasn't a pet moose, um, right? Or was it? I don't think so. Okay, so why? I mean, actually, I don't know why this is a big deal. Yeah, a surprised Ontario resident captured a video in Canada of, of a moose taking an unexpected trot through the snow next to a residential city street. Um, quote: "I don't want him to run out into the road," she says. The moose, complying with the request, remains on the sidewalk as it picks up speed. Oh, man, I'm really glad the moose was considered <laughs> on that woman's request. Yeah, that was pretty nice. Um, How thoughtful of the moose. Yeah, I mean, mooses in general are just so compliant. 
I don't know if you've ever asked a moose a question. No, I have never had the opportunity to ask a moose a question. Okay. Have what you? would you what would you ask a moose if you could ask him a question? I'd ask him how he got loose. <laughs> <laughs> how he got loose in the neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um so yeah, I just I just I just what? Yeah, that's just all. What? Oh, okay. That's the end of the story. That, that was a pretty pretty poor story, Jake. I'm okay, gonna be with I'm you. so sorry. I just thought I would start out on a very low note, and then we'd just get better from there. Well, um, I'm trying to figure out. Oh, we'll go with this story okay. because I think it's I think it's pretty funny. Something that I think most people can Saw relate this. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, um, there's a passenger who was turned away from two flights after wearing ten layers of clothing to avoid a luggage fee. Okay. Um, so, and his last name is Hawaii, which I think is really? Just, just really neat. Mr. Hawaii is what he's referred that's to in so the article. Um, now, do you think that's just like a nickname or like, like he's just like, call me Mr. Hawaii? Well, per his Twitter profile, his name is Ryan Hawaii. Okay. And so I think just for formality's sakes, the newspaper is oh, just nice. calling him Mr. Hawaii. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, he tried after he couldn't fit the, the clothing in his um, luggage and didn't want to. Pay, he didn't want to pay for to right. check into the back. He just put it on. Right. And then was essentially, you know, refused from two flights to get back to his home in the UK. And he was coming from Iceland, correct? Yeah, he was coming from Iceland. And he tried on two different airlines, I believe. He first yeah. was on British Airways and then EasyJet. Easy yeah, and then EasyJet tried to get in contact with him on Twitter, and then he just responded with, "Well, I guess I'll see you in court. Thanks for your help, mate." <laughs> <laughs> However, I think. Probably the best part of this article is the very end, and um, they they close off close off the article with this is not the first time a passenger has tried to avoid paying luggage charges by wearing excessive amounts of clothing. James McElvar, a singer with Scottish five piece band Rewind, lost consciousness flying from London to Glasgow in 2015 after wearing 12 layers of clothing. Wow, that's impressive. You know what I was thinking though while you were reading that? What I think. That this guy should be a judge because then they could say the honorable Mr. judge Hawaii. Ryan Hawaii presiding. That would just be amazing. I, Ryan Hawaii is a solid name. Yeah, that's I mean, amazing. I'll, you could just name your kid Ryan Hawaii Heinzman. I could, and then they would call him Mr. Heinzman. No, just say he could just, <laughs> just tell him from a very young age to go find Mr. Hawaii. Okay, just I call will, him Mr. Hawaii. I will do that. Um. So perhaps I don't know what's going on, right? But with what? So our government or no, with the nuclear missile alerts and everything. Oh, in Hawaii. Well, no, that. But so, like, of course, you know, a week ago today, or maybe yesterday, I think it was yesterday. Um, there was the false missile alert sent out in Hawaii, which had to have been terrifying. Yeah, how did I, that would have been awful. Uh, and it took them about 40 minutes to send out the, this is not an actual threat message, which begs a whole nother question. But, uh, then it happened again in, uh, I believe Japan. Yeah. Japan. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, So on the 16th, this happened. So about five days ago. Um, a Japan public broadcaster sent out a false alert warning of a North Korean missile on Tuesday. Um, and it said, North Korea appears to have launched a missile. The government urges people to take shelter inside buildings or underground. 
the message reads. Um, so I don't really know what's going on. I know in Hawaii that some dude just accidentally pushed the wrong button instead of pushing the test button. Okay, so that begs the question of why is the button that easy to push? Right. And it, well, I saw like a picture of it. It's literally like six links on a screen. And it's like, it's like statewide alert and then test right under it. Why? I'm like, that's so stupid. And so, yeah. Anyway, that happened. Um, and the thing about uh, missiles on islands is you don't really have anywhere to go. So, like, on Hawaii, it's people just go indoors and hope for the best. Well, and I saw I saw people, like, putting kids in, like, yeah. uh, the sewers, the like, sewers. picking up manhole covers yeah. and stuff. And it's interesting because I heard on the news last night <laughs> that um, some people were suggesting that we just don't even have any alerts because people will just be alive and then the next minute they're dead and they won't really have to worry about it. Wow. All right. That's pretty I mean, bold claim. think about it, like, where are you going to go? That's true. Some people have like nuclear like nuclear shelters, but that's very few and far between. That's true, but why not give those people a chance? Well, maybe you can just have a directory of those and then yeah, cuz I know like during the Cold War, um there was so like I don't know if you've ever heard of the Louisville Mega Cavern um in no, I Louisville. But basically now it's like this really cool place where you can go to like bike. Oh, okay. It's where um Henry broke his face. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um that was originally dug out during the Cold War as a missile shelter for very elite people. Oh. So, like, you were on, like, this very exclusive list. And if you got called, you had to leave immediately. You couldn't tell anyone that you were going. Um, you had to leave, like, your family and everything. And then you just go and live there while the fallout was happening. Uh, and <sighs> It's pretty intense. Dang. So, That's yeah, kind of like... I, I would probably rather just die in, in, a, in a missile attack. I wouldn't. I don't know. That's, that's it. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, depends on how dev. Like, you can't really know how devastating or how devastating. Um, whoa, dude. I'm sorry. Uh, how devastating the, the missile? Like, because I mean, obviously, if it's a nuke, then pretty much everything's gone. Right. But if it's a missile, then not everything's gone. I mean, there's a possibility not everything's gonna just explode into a million pieces. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Well, but what I mean, why would you just have a missile? Why wouldn't it be a nuclear missile? I mean, just a missile would be just a threat, you know? Yeah. Whereas if you're nuking something, the whole world's going up because everyone has nukes. Right. Man, I don't even want to think about that because I feel like we're a little close hey, to that. That reminds me of a story that's like, I didn't even pull up, but did you see North Korea is going to march with South Korea and the Olympics? I did. Um, they... Actually, I don't know if you heard this, uh, but I read a story about it uh, on the show last time. So you probably did hear about it. Whoa. <laughs> um, so they're going to, so they were, we were talking about, they were officially led into the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, they're bringing uh, 22 or 23 athletes. Only two are actually competing and the rest are the cheerleaders. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And so they were officially let in and they are marching with South Korea. And I think that's cool, but again, like, I just don't think it's legit. Like, I just think they're trying to deflect well, from everything else. Well, I, and my question is, why are North Korea and South Korea just all of a sudden buddies? Like, yeah. After, like, however many years of turmoil right. guarding the border. And I think they've been trying to work towards that. And I think South Korea is trying, like, because, you know, they met at, like, the DMZ, the demilitarized zone. Yeah. In the Peace House. Um and they had this whole meeting, but they just wanted to talk about the Olympics. They didn't want to talk about anything else, like you know, their missiles or their how they treat their people. 
Um, nothing, nothing of serious yeah. concern, you know? So it's interesting. Like, why would North Korea even want to be in the Olympics if they can only well, provide two ice skaters? Popular, it brings a name recognition, you know? Who doesn't know about the great North Korea? I don't know, you know, but Kim Jong-un is a... An interesting fellow, to say the least. He is. You know, I would really like to sit down and have lunch with him. I, oh, I would absolutely love to. I think it'd be hilarious. I think that'd be really fun. And see, you know, can I be like the next Dennis Rodman? Yeah. Oh, you're going to need to like dye your hair and get a bunch of piercings and get a bunch of tattoos. Do, that. do you think that's why that they're friends? Because he looks like an insane person? Probably. I mean, he is insane. Yeah, he is insane. He's an insane person. Yeah, so probably. <laughs> He's buddies with Kim okay. Jong-un. I only, think that's a pretty good indicator. Only the insane people can be friends with other insane people. Um. So, yeah. So that happened. Um, yeah, no. I just... Uh, I don't know. It's... Uh, North Korea. I, I, think, I think Kim Jong-un subscribes the idea of all news is good news. You know, so whether it's negative news about you or positive news about you, you still are getting name recognition. So it's like, I don't know. True. Um, for just um, a couple minutes, we need to pause for station identification. You're listening to the home of Banana Tree Productions and the completely unrelated podcast. Wiley Radio, 90.1 KMRX WILYHD1 West Lafayette. Streaming worldwide at WileyRadio.org and on TuneIn Radio. And we're back. Hello again. Hello? <laughs> um, the, you know, this was a really fun break. We really did a lot of fun stuff. Uh, during the station identification break? Yeah, it was uh, really awesome. Gotcha. I had a great time. I ate a whole donut in the, in the time. Really? Yeah. I didn't even see you yeah, do that. That was so fast. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, we're just getting fresh word now. Fresh word? Yeah. Of what? Uh, out of uh, Indianapolis. Okay. Uh, that we are good to go. Sounds good. All right. Um, so I have a lot of Florida stories for you. So let's just let's just get right. Let's, into let's that. go. Let's go through all the okay. Florida stories. Um. So, let's see here. Um. So a man uh, got a DUI because. He confused a bank drive-through for a Taco Bell. Um, <laughs> he, um, he, they, the Hernando County Sheriff's Office got a call Wednesday from a Bank of America manager reporting an intoxicated man passed out behind the wheel who had been blocking access to the ATM. The caller said that after repeated attempts to rouse the Tampa man, later identified by police as 28-year-old Douglas Francisco, the driver finally woke up and tried to order a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally, that's the first thing to do. Deputies found Francisco still in the bank parking lot in Spring Hill, sitting in a blue Hyundai. That's what that's what I say. Hyundai? Yes, like, Hyundai. Hyundai? Wow, wow, wow. Hold on. I just put on these uh, wonderful monitor <laughs> yeah. headphones, and your microphone is just echoing the heck fire out. Is it really? Yeah, it's really trippy, too. Uh, why, though? <laughs> I don't know why. Um, and at this point, I think we just kind of have to go forward with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, but, yeah, we, uh, that's the report that we were getting, which is why we needed to take a station identification break. Um, but I don't I don't know what to do uh, about that. Yeah, uh, me either, considering the fact that... Let me... Is there, like, an internal loop somewhere? 
Um, wait. Just keep 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 talking. Uh, talky talk talk. Ta 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 ta. Oh, I found it. It's better now. <laughs> wow. We went. Wait, for th- wait, wait, wait. Let me see if I can. Ooh, Is now I'm all echoey. Okay. Uh, no, the microphone was turned up. Apparently, someone was trying to jam out or something with their echo and everything. Uh, I don't understand why. But I just want to really apologize that Tyler's microphone has been all echoey uh, this entire time, and we had absolutely no idea. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Oh my gosh. Anyway, this podcast is going completely downhill. Yeah, this is this was maybe the see. This just what happens when we decide not to do our podcast on the normal day. Hey, I'm sorry I wasn't feeling well Thursday, Jake. <sighs> you know that's okay. I passed out at like I don't know. You could have just done the podcast inebriated and you're under the weather. You know. Um. You know, I could have, but I feel like it would not have been as high quality as it is today. <laughs> But would you really consider this podcast in which you've been echoing for the past 30 minutes high quality? (laughs) Obviously, Jake. (laughs) Okay, fine. Whatever. Um, uh, Yeah. So uh, let's let's move on here. The I don't know if you saw this. This was on the front page of Reddit. uh, But a group of fishermen who were uh, actually fishing, Uh they were out on the lake, as they say. And they were fishing, and then this boat uh, comes up and uh, crashes into them. And I want you to watch this video oh, really okay. quick for me. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's see what it what happens. Whoa! Oh, oh. we're getting good music too. Uh, uh, in the blink of an eye. Wow! Everything can change. Oh, here we go. Here's the here's the footage. Oh, he's yelling at the boat. The boat's coming. He's yelling at it. That boat's going pretty and fast. It's going fast. And oh, they're over the side. <laughs> wow. Wait. So, wh- what? Who is driving the other boat? I don't like? know. But this kind of freaks me out. See, there's the boat after it got run over, and still after it got run over, it, it's just trashed. Um, I need a follow up. I need to figure out who. Was driving so the, the other boat, and what? Let's in see if we can get some deets on this. Right mind. Let me let me read you this uh, wonderful story. Uh, an Oregon fisherman whose video camera recorded him and his comrades abandoning ship seconds before a crash with a motorboat is suing the other driver. Um, th- so they jumped out of the boat, and the driver of the other boat who was Marlon Lee Larson, 75, was charged with reckless operation of a boat, fourth-degree assault, and recklessly endangering the lives of others. Larson told Clatsop County Sheriff's deputies after the August 12th incident that he was sitting down at the time, causing the boat's dashboard to block his view. He admitted he probably shouldn't should have been standing while driving the boat. Yeah, thank. But he denied accusations from his son-in-law that he was on the cell phone at the time of the crash. You know, I really... He's 75. I trust his son-in-law. Yeah, I don't it I don't think somebody who is completely uninvolved in the situation would just make an accusation like that. They they're just out in out in their uh their dad. Yeah, somebody who has nothing to gain from the situation. Um they're suing him for $372,000. And yeah, that's that. Man, only that. I feel like they should They suffered more. minor cuts and hypothermia. Hypo It was cold out. Uh well, they did all jump in the river. I mean, and it also is January. 
Well, where where was it? Uh, the um, Oregon. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So, yeah, that happened. Uh, the question let's... is, is why the other guy had the really nice boat out then? It didn't even look like a fishing boat. It it was not. It was on, like, one of those really, really, really big rivers. But, I mean, was he just taking a boat out for, the str- for a stroll or something? Yeah, probably. Hmm. He's just walking his boat on the river. Yeah. All yeah. right. Um, so we only have about ten minutes left here. Yes. Uh, I, we need to go rapid fire here. Okay. Just just spit out everything you can. Okay. Uh, donut eating contest winner arrested again after donut <laughs> shop robbery. Four years ago, Bradley Hardison, Hardison gained national attention after his win in a police-sponsored donut eating contest that helped police find and arrest him for earlier crimes. Uh-huh. So they set up a donut eating contest to arrest him, and he showed up and got arrested. Okay. Now he's been charged again. This time with robbing the donut shop. Wow. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. So this man's whole life revolves around donuts and getting arrested for donuts. Now, I have one here um, from the interior police of uh, Spain and Portugal who teamed up to seize more than 1,600 pounds of cocaine disguised as fresh pineapples. Oh, I saw that. Um, My question is, is what what, um, person is just like wakes up and is like, oh. We got to check the pineapples for cocaine. Um, so when you are uh, shipping goods, they need to go through customs, and that's where they catch them. Yeah, but, like, I mean, I don't know. Pineapples seem pretty harmless. I don't know how they would have figured it out. The, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I'm not in the mind of these cocaine people. Um, I have one. Somebody, uh, if if you are... Uh, missing an urn, uh, somebody might have donated it in Washington State to Goodwill. Oh, that's nice. I'll have yeah, to check. so the police are trying to find out who uh, who it belongs to, and uh, there are two M's on the urn. It says Michelle Miller. Okay. So if you know that person, uh, get I in like contact how it's a with suitcase. them. Yeah, nice it's a little design. suitcase. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, your turn. Trump misquotes himself. While claiming Wall Street Journal misquoted him okay. about Kim Jong Un, I heard that. So you know, there's been a lot of Trump news, and I feel like, uh, yeah, you know, one year with him in office, one and year. we are still here. Ah, uh, but the government is shut down. It is. Yeah, that was like a nice little, um, nice little. I year heard present. several different proposals from other people of different ways uh, we should take over the government and just ruin everything. Like, are you talking like a coup? A coup, I heard, um, just, you know, anarchy. Someone said that um, the people of Tarkington should just run the government collectively. That sounds like the worst idea I've ever heard. I mean, it sounds better than Trump. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I know. That's not better than Trump. <laughs> I mean, how do you know? You never know till you try, Jake. Yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> so, the, Okay. Oh, I just accidentally clicked on... Okay, here we go. Uh, A paper cup allegedly used by Elvis Presley is up for auction. And bids have already uh, surpassed $1,200. How can they verify Uh, it's his cup? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, North Carolina resident Wade Jones is a collector of all things Elvis. He tells the Tulsa World that the crumpled blue and white Dixie cup was snagged by a fan in April, April 1956 after Elvis performed at the Tulsa Fairgrounds Pavilion. Well, I guess so. They just uh, they just stole the cup from him. I guess I know what business I'm going to go into after this, Jake. Yeah. Oh, and and midday Wednesday it surpassed twelve eighty. 
on eBay. One thousand two hundred eighty. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So I'm just gonna go buy a bunch of paper cups <laughs> and crumple them up, up <laughs> and claim their other famous artists. That's cups. such a good idea. Okay, you go. Um, there was a man, a scooter rider, who was beaten to death for not wearing a helmet. By whom? Um, a group following an altercation over not wearing a helmet. <laughs> he was Wait, a, so did they just go around and beat up people for not wearing helmets? I don't know. It says, a local businessman was assaulted by, by, oh, hold on. Oh, a group of civic police volunteers beat him to death. Huh. Interesting. That's now, very strange. This should be noted that I do believe this is, comes out of India and not out of the United oh, States. India is, an, is a very, um, would not want to go to India. The incident comes at a time when state government is promoting its, quote, safe drive, safe life. Life. What? <laughs> safe drive, you know, save life. Their motto there is incredible India. So. Initiative to ensure road safety and the police are enforcing helmet use. You know, I saw a tweet of an Indian guy um, and he took a picture of his passport. And on January 1st, they decided to uh, stand instead of the 1st of January 2018, they, they stamped in it. Um, 32nd of December uh, wow. 2017. Wow. And he was like, this is what makes us incredible India. Uh, that is a collector's item, honestly. Right? It'd be so cool to have that, honestly. Right? Um, an umbrella sparked a scare at a Seattle area a hospital after it was mistaken for a rifle. Uh, it caused a lockdown, and yeah, that's basically what happened. Uh, a man, uh, be careful, don't hold in your sneezes because a man's throat was ruptured by stifling a big sneeze. Oh, that actually makes me feel very uncomfortable. And yeah, it was, uh, because it prompted a warning from doctors. And so it's very important that you do not stifle sneezes. Please uh, take that as a warning. I, I do stifle my sneezes. Do you know? I do. Um, I would also, at this point in the show, like to mention that we have now been sponsored by Training Man Transmissions. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, uh, Training Man Transmissions. Tranny if, Man? Yeah, if you need your transmissions like done. transgender man? No. If you need your <laughs> transmissions done, uh, Tranny Man is the, tr- is the train man for you. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, okay. This Tranny Man advertisement was brought to you by Alaska Airlines. <laughs> And also, um, uh, Frisky Business Boutique. What? <laughs> okay. Um, I'm so confused okay. right now. I want to go back to the training man thing. Um, okay. <laughs> well, you to... only have three minutes, so we need to finish up here. Okay. Um, I'm going to, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, f- do you have something else? I have one more. Okay. Um, and I'll finish the Florida stories and then you can go and then I'll finish up the show here. Um, a Texas judge interrupts a jury when making their decision and says God told them that the defendant is not guilty and rules really? not guilty. Really? He just stopped the whole trial in the yes. middle? Yes. Interesting. A state district ju- judge in Como County said God told him to intervene in jury deliberations to sway jurors to return a not guilty verdict in the trial of a Buddha woman accused of trafficking a teen girl for sex. Hmm. That sounds like maybe he's guilty. Um, or she is guilty. You know. Uh, Can yeah. What is a Buddha woman? I don't know. Buddha is not a race. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's what the article says. Oh, are you going to look it up now? I'm trying to, but I just searched Buddha raw, so. Um... Uh, that's definitely not how you spell Buddha, but okay. Oh, Buddha, Texas. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess that's what it is. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> because it came out of Texas, you know, so that makes sense. <sighs> okay, um, last two Florida stories. Um, the first one is that a traffic stop in Florida, uh, they stopped a man named Jose Arias, and um, they found 103 pounds of pot. 103 pounds? Yeah, of pot. That's a lot of marijuana. That's a lot of marijuana. (laughs) And then the other one is that a, well, I don't have it pulled up here, but I can tell you from heart because it's very amazing. Uh, A man uh, who was inebriated called the police and said that his wife was a black widow spider. What? Yeah. Uh, So that happened. And yeah. So now we're going to let Tyler go. And um, so have fun today. And it is... Go ahead. No, I'll go ahead. <laughs> okay. It is at this point in the program that I would like to say that we are sponsored by 3K Cabinets. And Training Man Transmissions. <laughs> yeah, uh, and 3K Cabinets. And uh, As this... in KKK Cabinets? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this commercial break. Hold on. Can we like, clarify this? <laughs> yes. 3K Cabinets. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm done. <laughs> And this uh, this commercial break has been brought to you by Guns R Us Postal Plus. Um, yeah, that. Okay. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, goodbye, Tyler, and good riddance. And now it's just me, just hanging out here. I won't be here for much longer. But uh, I'm still gonna talk at you for a few more minutes. You know, just just for sentimentality's sake, and such. Uh, <sighs> You know, I'd, um, I forgot uh, some people uh, to wish some people Merry Christmas, and I would just like to apologize for that. If I did not wish you a Merry Christmas, uh, Merry Christmas to you and yours, and also happy um, almost February. Uh, it's almost Valentine's Day, the loneliest day of the year for many. So uh, keep to your loved ones in mind on Valentine's Day. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> wow, <laughs> Tyler's still here in case you can't tell. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to put out that PSA right quick. And also, I forgot to mention that there are a lot of uh, different colored Sharpies in the studio. And if you have any ideas for anything that we can do with those, I would love to hear them. You can tweet us at uh, whatever our Twitter handle is, which I don't know what it is. Uh, do We don't have a Twitter. We never have. Oh, we don't. We don't, I'm being told by somebody who's not Tyler that we don't have a Twitter yet. We should make a Twitter, though. And then we can tweet out. Uh, what are we going to tweet out? Uh, I think we should just tweet just out, like, you know. 3K cabinets? Yeah. Three, <laughs> 3K cabinets. Uh, and also, uh, just, you know, some random facts and such. <laughs> oh, oh, tweet out? Yeah, like, you know how you just said that the, the, the chrysalis is the same stuff that your fingernails are made out of? Oh, yeah. You know, stuff like that. People just eat that stuff up for brunch. For brunch? Yeah, and... Um, having a breakfast. Well, it passed. That's why it's brunch. <laughs> <All right>. Okay, <laughs> you know what? Uh, you have a good day, and if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Ha, ha, ha. That's what he says. Okay, um, 
So now we have come to the point in the broadcast where I need to take a drink, and I don't know how to eloquently do that. Usually I take a drink when Tyler's talking, uh, but he's not talking any longer. So I'm uh, going to pause one moment while I take a drink, and um, yeah, uh, I don't... Okay. All right, all better now. Uh, so now we have come to the point in the program. Wow, this is really weird. I've never uh, done this by myself before. I feel very stupid talking into a microphone by myself, and I might be going through an identity crisis. So uh, please pray. Uh, send your uh, thoughts and prayers this way, please. Um, so now we've come to the point in the program where I read you... Uh, the North Korea story. And since Tyler's not here to react to it, I just need you to react to it by yourself, please. Um, thank you. Because I will not be reacting to it because I don't react to myself. So apparently North Korea is uh, developing popular IT products and they wanted to share that with the world. Here's the story from uh, Pyongyang Times. Information technology is indispensable to the people who live in cyberspace. So the world can be claimed to be in a sharp competition to develop new IT products. Today, various IT products, based on latest science and technology, have found their way deeper into human life, along with the appearance of smartphones and other high-tech products. Now keep in mind that North Korea doesn't have almost any technology. Uh, it, 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 at least the people don't. So there, North Korea develops alternatives for everything. And then they are forced to buy them, basically, if they want that kind of stuff. So this is basically saying that they are updating their very outdated technology that they have right now. And so this is what that looks like right now. Um, in keeping with this worldwide trend, the Sam Hung IT Exchange Center, now keep in mind, uh, there is also a company called Samsung, which I don't know if that's where they got the name from, but it could be. Uh, and I think that Samsung might want to take legal action on that. The Samsung IT Exchange Center has developed many popular IT products in recent years. They include computer games, ebooks, multimedia presentations, and recordings. Among them are Companion 1.0 and My Companion 3.3, which win growing popularity among the customers because they have nothing else to buy. They were chosen as the best local IT products last year because there are no other IT products out of North Korea. Um, yeah, uh, you didn't hear that from me, though. Companion 1.0, an application for guides showing road networks in Pyongyang, basically Google Maps, but probably a lot worse, not only helps users find their way to destinations, but also provides them with information about the correct locations of sports, scientific, cultural, and public health facilities, and any other institutions and their phone numbers. My Companion 3.3 helps users of smartphone and tablet PC have access to games and other applications, ebooks, and recordings. And that's pretty much it. It is now widely used among people as their good companion, which is why it is called 
companion and my companion, respectfully. Respectively, my apologies. The center also develops computer games containing various fundamentals of education to help improve children's intelligence. Applications such as learning of Korean language, counting, and children's intelligence games are becoming familiar to the children as the days go by, as they help children at nurseries, kindergartens, and primary schools have a better understanding of the interesting world. The world is very interesting, right? Um, it also develops valuable program conducive to the development of science as well as various kinds of folk, battle, card, sports, intelligence, and functional games. The center uh, concentrates on the development of IT products to help improve public health this year. And I would like to add that this article was written by Han Ryo Gyeong PT, which I don't know what that possibly means. Uh, and it is at this point in the program that I would like to mention that we have been sponsored generously. This 10-minute uh, segment was sponsored by um, Curl Up and Dye Hairdressers. And keep in mind that dye is always spelled with a Y. Curl Up and Dye Hairdressers. Um, we cut your hair. And also diet. Um, anyway, uh, I would just like to say from the bottom of my heart that I very much appreciate your listenership, and I'm glad that I could enter into your ears and your mind on this uh, fine evening. And oh, oh my, oh my. Um, I don't know what that was, but uh, yeah. So I would just like to thank you again. Even though I just said it, I'm so thankful that I'm going to thank you twice. Uh, Tyler, do you have anything else to say? No! All right, uh, then in that case, we are just going to go ahead and wrap things up. Man, I hope you just have an amazing week. It's a new start, fresh week. Uh, do well in school. Stay in school. Brush your teeth. Um, uh, get at least eight hours of sleep. Um, don't do drugs. Um, uh, that's all of the good lessons that I can remember that I was taught from my childhood. One last piece of information that I would like to state. Night, night, Joshua, wherever you are.